1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the Word of God, my life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. May be seated. As we've shared many years ago, 2009, Pastor Sue did a phenomenal message entitled Crazy Faith. And we have that message on the app to listen to. If you haven't, I would encourage you to listen to it. If you have, listen to it again. It's phenomenal. And so we've taken that message and we have broken it up over the past few weeks. We come to the end of that message today. And uh, my father and I, we're just uh, doing our best to do as good as Pastor Sue. Amen? And so I know that it's important that in these days, with all that's going on in the world, we, we discipline ourselves as best we can to walk by faith. So crazy faith. To live boldly for God in these days, to walk in righteousness and holiness, to walk by faith, you and I must have crazy faith. And the world is crazy about what they're for. They're crazy about sin. They're crazy about wickedness. They're crazy about every ungodly and perverse thing. So why not be crazy for the Lord? And why not be crazy for his word? And why not be crazy in faith? We've learned, number one, that crazy faith is a proclaimed faith. You have to open your mouth and say, speak what the word says. Romans 10 and verse 8, the apostle Paul wrote, but what does the word say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. So that's where the word is supposed to be, in our mouth and in our heart. And of course, Paul was quoting from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. The word is near you. It is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it, so you may do it, so you may live it out. And that's the issue, not just believing, but being willing to open your mouth and to get into agreement with God and his word and to say what the word says. That's the issue, not just believing, but being willing to take action, to do it, and to live it out. We've quoted Kenneth Hagin the last few Sundays, and he would often say that what we boldly confess, we will possess. Say, what I boldly confess, I will possess. So it's not just a matter of believing. You got to open your mouth and say what the word says. David wrote in Psalm 116.10, I believed, 
therefore have I spoken. Jesus said it this way in the Gospels. He said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we speak, when we talk, we reveal what's really in our hearts. And sometimes I think because we come to a faith church, we perceive ourselves as being very positive. But again, if you record yourself, record yourself on an iPhone or some other device, you might find out you're not as positive as you imagine yourself to be. A lot of people are very negative. They, as Proverbs 18, 21 says, they speak death to their life, not life. A lot of people are very negative. They're grumbling. They're, they're complaining. A lot of people have what I call verbal diarrhea. They've got verbal diarrhea in their social media posts. They got verbal diarrhea in talking at work. They got verbal diarrhea in their text messages or their, their emails, and they have no filter. But that's part of why they're at where they're at in life. Death, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So as we've learned, your answer is in your mouth. And you can have days of heaven upon the earth, but it's a choice, it's a decision. You go back to Deuteronomy, the Lord told his people, you go one way, there are blessings. You go another way, there's death and destruction. Deuteronomy 11, verse 21, that your days may be multiplied. You know, a lot of people, they're, they're living in the realm of subtraction. They're living in the realm of division. But it's because of what they're believing. It's because of what they're saying. It's because of what they're doing. But you can live in the blessing of the Lord. Deuteronomy 11.21, that your days may be multiplied. Say, say multiplied. You know, that, that's what happens when you walk with the Lord and you live faithfully for the Lord day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children and the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. So as we've learned, if you'll do things God's way, if you'll live life God's way, if you'll get into agreement with God and with his word, if you'll say what the word of God says, you can have days of heaven upon the earth. So we've learned that crazy faith is a proclaimed faith. We left off last week in Romans 10, beginning in verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And so as we've learned that, that's the process of faith. That's how we're saved. That's how we're born again. That's how we're brought into the family of God. We believe in our hearts. We confess with our mouth. That's how we're saved. Well, if it works for salvation, it'll work for any of the other good things of God, for healing, for blessing, for provision, for miracles in your home and your family, to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth. And someone might say, well, Austin, how long do I have to confess until you receive whatever it is you're believing God for? And you can find that in Mark chapter 11. It's the process of faith. If you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you can have days of heaven upon the earth. If you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you can live in days of heaven upon the earth. Say this, say, my salvation is in my mouth. Say, my healing is in my mouth. 
Say, say, my victory is in my mouth. And we know this to be true. You ask someone how they're doing, and they, they tell you 25 negative things. How you doing? How's it going? And you, you regret that you asked. And that, that's not who we're to be as the people of God. And whether you feel like it or not, we're to say what the Word says. We're victorious. He's leading us from victory to victory. He's leading us in triumphal procession. We're blessed. We're victorious. We're in good health. We're getting stronger. Amen? When, when people are full of fear, we're full of faith. When people are full of fear, we're healthy and we're strong in the Lord. Number two, we left off with number two last week. You're the answer. You know, you might have been praying for this or that. Whether you realize it or not in your life, you're the answer because your answer is in your mouth. Say, my answer is in my mouth. And again, if you don't believe me on this, you know, used to, used to, there were, back in the day when I was a young guy, there were Sony Walkmans. You, people had them in different colors. And, you know, you had your audio cassette tape and you listened to music or whatever, record yourself. Uh, that's all gone. Although my father has one in his office. And, and no, it's not for sale. But, you know, record yourself on your iPhone. And you'll realize that whether it's blessing in your life or trouble in your life, that a big part of it is the words you have coming out of your mouth. So whether you realize it or not, you're the answer because your answer is in your mouth. You're the answer to your prayers because your answer is in your mouth. Perhaps you've been waiting on God, but God is waiting on you. God has been waiting on you to get into agreement with his word. He's been waiting on you to say, to proclaim, to declare what the Word of God says. It's amazing how people are so willing to just say what the world says. You know, now my iPhone, it's got the holiday calendar and several of those, but it seems like every time you turn around, there's another holiday or a new holiday, and every day is this day and that day. And it, it amazed me. People have a post for this day, and they have a post for, for that day. Well, people are willing to proclaim whatever the world is doing. Why not say what the Word says? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Austin, th this is going on, and that's going on, and this didn't close, and that didn't happen, and this sale didn't go through, or there, were, there was this issue, or that issue, or this negative email, whatever it is. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it got to say what you want and say what the word says. Remember, Jesus is the high priest of our profession. You can find that in Hebrews 3 and verse 1. What does that mean? He's the high priest of our profession. He's the high priest of our saying the same thing God says. He can't bless something contrary to his word. He can't bless something that's in disagreement than his word. And we, we live in a time, and people have opinions about that and opinions about this, but all our Heavenly Father can bless is us saying what His Word says, the same thing. Proverbs 12 and verse 14, from the fruit of His lips. Whose lips? His lips. From the fruit of His lips, a man is filled with good things, as surely as the work of His hands rewards him. I'm thinking of a family member, an older family member now, and and God bless her. But she is one of the most negative people I know. And of course, right now, wherever she's at, she is by herself. Why? She has driven everyone away. And no matter how anyone in the family might try to help her 
or to encourage her or to be a blessing to her. She's always got something negative to say. She, with her mouth, has not filled her life with good things. She has filled her life with bad things. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. But you can turn that around, and as we see in Proverbs 12, 14, you can use your mouth to fill your life with good things, wonderful things, blessings, from the fruit of his lips. Whose lips? Well, Austin, I know it's someone else's fault. You know, and this is going on the news. I know it's the fault of that. You know, our government has been printing money like drunken sailors for a long time. This is not just something that happened in the last six months. And yet, in a, in a week now, everybody's saying it's Russia's fault. What you say, what you declare is important. What you say, what you declare has great authority. From the fruit of whose lips? Your lips, my lips. From the fruit of his lips, a man's life is filled with good things. Say, say good things. And so again, instead of speaking death to your life, speak life to your life. Instead of speaking trouble to your life, speak blessing to your life. And I shared last Sunday that that's how my parents changed their lives in the late 80s. Those were hard years. It was week to week, but they changed their confession. They changed what they were saying. And I, I remember in those years, I was a little guy, but on the weekends, I would go with my father to run errands, and I'd sit in the back seat of his car. And that was back in the audio cassette tape days. And he had a series by Dr. Fred Price, The Power of a Positive Confession, 55 parts. And he'd listen from one tape again and again and again until he mastered it. He knew what Dr. Price was going to say before he said it. And so they, they renewed their minds to the Word of God, and they changed their confession. You've heard us share how in children's church in those years, Christine and I learned the power of a positive confession. And so sometimes we would hear my parents saying this or that. And from the back seat, we would say, is that what you want? So if you're married, you can help your spouse. If you have children, you can train them to help you with respect and honor. Amen. So my, my parents in those years, and then those were hard years. There was a stock market crash, which my father says in those years, people in the church didn't really have anything in the market. But after that, there was a nasty recession. And so that affected many people in the church. And so it was, it was tough. It was hard. It was week to week. But they rose out of that by changing their confession. They changed their lives by changing their confession. They changed their lives by getting into agreement with the Word of God. They changed their lives by saying what the Word says. And that's how they've done everything since. That's how at Faith Christian Center, well, we, we've done everything since. It didn't all happen overnight, but if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, things will happen over time. If you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, say, my mouth things will happen over time. I've told you the time that my father took me and, and showed me where he had a safety deposit box, maybe a decade ago. And he, he showed me where it was, what bank, and how to get back there and the process. And then he, he showed me what was in it. But one of the most important things he had in it was a stack of index cards that he had written down prayer requests and faith goals from over the years. And he said, it, he told me, it didn't all happen overnight. But over time, God did every one of those things. God brought everything to pass. And that, that has always been 
and encouragement to me. And that's why we encourage you to keep a list of answered prayer, to keep a list of miracles, to keep a list of testimonies. So when there's a blue day, you can look at that list and encourage yourself in the Lord. So when there's some negativity or discouragement like David, you can encourage yourself in the Lord. So say, there's a miracle in my mouth. So say, it's in my mouth. So if I'm going to change my life, say it, say, if I'm going to change my life, I've got to change what I'm saying. Proverbs 18, 21, again, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Remember 2008 and 2009, the meltdown years. Those years, my parents really had to refocus on disciplining their words. My father constantly coached the church staff on disciplining our words. During the, the past few years and all the craziness, we disciplined our mouths. We, we disciplined our words. We said again and again, that has nothing to do with us. We said again and again that that's not going to have any effect here at Faith Christian Center or St. Paul's. And it, and it hasn't. We've done things as normal. We've walked in the blessing of the Lord. Why? You will have what you say. Jesus said in Mark 11 and verse 23, he said he shall have, so we can personalize this, you shall have. Say, I shall have whatsoever I saith. That's what he said, Mark 11 verse, or excuse me, Mark 11, 23, you shall have whatsoever you saith. Say, I shall have whatsoever I saith. So you got to change what you're saying. That's the issue. That's the problem in your life. You got to change what you're saying. Jesus said in Matthew 9 and verse 29, according to your faith, say my faith, according to your faith, will it be done unto you? So in your life, you got to discipline your mouth and discipline your words. Say, say it again. Say what I boldly confess, I will possess. And it's a discipline. Of course, when we're here, we're in church, we're all, we're all smiling at each other. It's, it's easier here to be positive. It's easier on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. to say what the Word says. The fight of faith is on Monday or on Tuesday or Wednesday. The, the fight of faith is when you stand at a doctor's office and there's a, a negative report. The fight of faith is when you get something in the mail that you're not expecting. The fight of faith is when you, you find out about a difficulty or a circumstance. So you have to discipline yourself to make your good confession every single day and all throughout the day. Anytime there is doubt or unbelief or the words of Satan telling you that you'll fail or you'll go under or you'll never get well or you're not going to make it or you're going to die or you'll never achieve your goal, you have to discipline yourself to say what the word says, to do as the Apostle Paul said, to take captive every thought and to make it obedient to Christ and in that moment to say what the word says so you've got to believe in your heart and profess with your mouth you've got to have a relentless unwillingness to never budge from your confession faith is sure faith is certain faith is fully persuaded so whatever the challenge is find two or three scriptures that cover the situation memorize them Rehearse them to yourself and to the Lord. You know, when we were believing God regarding Michaela's skin, on, on not just one thing, but several things, a verse I found in the Old Testament was that he will give us oil to make our faces shine. 
And so every day, for, for several years, I would confess every day, I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are giving Michaela oil to make her face shine. You're giving her oil to make her skin shine. You got to say what the Word says. Find two or three scriptures that cover your situation. Memorize them. And then every day, rehearse them to the Lord. Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord. How often? At all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, that's all the time, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 45, verse 1, my heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. Isaiah 43 and verse 26, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So over time, with your good confession, it'll give birth to your faith goals. It'll give birth to your dreams and to your desires. Mark 11, 24 says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now you may not have them by 3 p.m. today or by 10 a.m. tomorrow or by 3 p.m. on Friday of this week, but if you'll stand firm and steadfast, if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, over time you shall have everything that you're believing God for as long as it's a good and righteous and godly desire. Proverbs 12, 14, from the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things. I know there is negative news out there in the world, but we're walking in the blessing of God. I know there is negative news out there in the world, but this year will be our best year ever. And we're dealing with confession at a time when you have countless opportunities to say what the world says or to be negative or to say what God says. And I know it's easy. We can, we can joke about some of the stuff going on and how much gas costs and comparing it to this or that, but this is an opportunity to say what the Word of God says. My God shall supply how many of our needs? All of our needs, according to whose riches? His riches. Well, Austin, what if it goes to $5? What if it goes to $6? It doesn't change the fact that I'm a part of the family of God. It doesn't change the fact that Abba, Father God, He is my Father. He is my provider. He has provided. He will provide. He is going to provide. My God shall supply how many of our needs? All of our needs, according to whose riches? His riches. So I know it's one thing to joke about this or that, but we have to be careful to not get negative, to not say things that are contrary to the Word of God. That's why we're always saying every need is met, every bill is paid. We're always saying every, every seven days, every need is met, every bill is paid. I, I encourage you last Sunday to say whatever the need, whatever comes in the mail, to say the money is coming in. Why don't we say that? Say, say the money is coming in. Well, Austin, you haven't met my boss. You don't know my job. You don't know my situation. That's why we're, we're always saying don't look to the job as your source. Don't look to the government as your source. Don't look to this or that as your source. Don't say if great granny Aunt Sally would just die this year, you'd get your miracle. She's not your source. And how do you know she's not going to leave it all to her cat? The Lord is our source. So he shall provide. And it's going to come one way or another. Young man came up to me, God bless him, between services, Young man just out of high school, 
telling me that he just got a job with the city making $30 an hour. I, I nearly burst out laughing. I thought, man, that is wonderful. Glory to God. You, God bless you, young man. So proud of him. He's sharing me how he believed God for a good job because he had had several, worked hard, but hadn't worked out for one reason or another, was tempted to be discouraged because just seven days ago, he was discouraged. Told him to stay with it. So he was believing God. He was confessing. And so between service, he told me, just got a great job with benefits, making $30 an hour. <laughs> I just thought that is so wonderful. That's the goodness of our God. He makes a way. He makes a way that no matter the time, no matter the place, no matter the circumstance, from the fruit of whose lips? Say, say my lips. From the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things. We say like David in Psalm 118, 23, this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Or like Paul in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, and verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. So no matter how hard the fight of faith may be, no matter what the circumstance may be, don't quit. Don't give up. Tell your neighbor, say, don't quit. Tell your other neighbor, say, don't give up. And then that's what Satan's all about, talking people into quitting or giving up right before the miracle, right before the answer to prayer, right before the harvest. What did Paul have to say about this? 2 Corinthians 4, beginning in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. I don't care what it looks like. We do not lose heart. Imagine what people in Ukraine are facing right now and the trouble and the difficulty and families being separated. No matter the circumstance, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are being wasted away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. So that the circumstance... Whatever it is, it is temporary. The circumstance, no matter how big the challenge may be, it is temporary. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary. Say, say it's temporary. And that's what you got to remember. It's temporary. It's not permanent. It's temporary. It's not permanent if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It's temporary. It's not permanent if you will say what the Word of God says, that He is your healer, that you're, you're strong in the Lord, that He is quickening your physical mortal body. I was so encouraged talking to a man in the church a few weeks ago because he's faced a real challenge in his body, and he's had to wor work hard to get back to 100%. But every time I see him, he's made more and more progress. What's he doing? He's fighting the good fight of faith. And no matter how he feels, no matter what the situation looks like, he's disciplining himself to not lose heart, to not quit, to not give in. So that we're not denying the circumstance. We're saying it is temporary. And it's temporary if you'll say what the word says. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that, that's how we do impossible things. That's how we do difficult things. The hardest jump the church ever made was from the hotel, which was at the Ramada Inn. It was over by Guitar Center, North Arlington. That's all gone now. 
But the hardest jump the church ever made was from the hotel to the first building at I-30. And just odd things. My father's told me that families that were every Sunday at the hotel, they never came to the new building. You, you would think people would be excited to go to the building and nicer, amen? Odd things, weird things. The church was under construction when the stock market crashed in 1987. Then a horrible recession followed. My father says there were many opportunities to lose heart in those days. Once my mother came up to the church during the week and there were staff, uh, people on the payroll, church staff, people being paid, and they, they were mocking and making fun of my father, saying, you know, quoting my father and saying, well, well, the word says, ha, ha, ha. But, but the word has worked. And all these years later, where are those people and what have they accomplished? But where our family, my parents, our church family, the church, we just stuck with the word of God. And today we're living in days of heaven upon the earth. Faith threatens people who have no faith. Faith is considered dangerous by people who have no faith. And faith is considered crazy by people who have no faith. You know, in the last year, there was an opportunity where someone had asked my father to do a video showing honor. And so he did this video. It, it was great. And we sent it to show honor, but they, they edited everything out of it. Because the testimony was, we've just said what the word says, and we've had church, we've had school as normal, no issues. And they, they were horrified. But remember what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 29, according to whose faith? Your faith will it be done unto you. And so if your mentality is, because this is in the news, and that's in the news, and your mentality is you're going to go backwards, guess what? You're going to go backwards. If your confession, your words are, this is in the news, and that's in the news, and there, there's no way I'm going to break even this year. There's no way I'm going to pull ahead this year. Guess what? You will have what you say. That's what our Lord said. He said, you shall have whatsoever. Who saith? You saith. But if you say, doesn't matter what's going on in the world, you say, my God is Jehovah Jireh, my God is El Shaddai, he supplies all of my needs according to his glorious riches. If you say, I'm going to pull ahead, if you say, I'm going to forcefully advance, if you say, you're going to end this year better off than last year, guess what? That is exactly what's going to happen. You shall have whatsoever you saith. So you've got to not quit and not give up and not throw in the towel. 2 Corinthians 4.16, therefore we do not lose heart. Doesn't matter what's in the news. Doesn't matter what it looks like. We do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Number three, crazy faith brings God on the scene. We want God to show up. But remember Deuteronomy 30, we don't have to go up to heaven to find him. We don't have to run here or there. Crazy faith brings God on the scene. Hebrews 13, beginning in verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence. Say, say with confidence. We say with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Say, say the Lord is my helper. 
Say it again. Say, the Lord is my helper. Say, I will not be afraid. See, he's with us. He is for us. In all things, he's working good on our behalf. So the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. In those early years at the hotel, my parents would load up cars in their toy. They would load up, excuse me, toys in their car, and they'd bring them up to the hotel for the nursery. And there would be Sundays that they would, they would show up and things wouldn't be set up in the rooms wouldn't be cleaned and they would show up at the hotel and the, the, even though they had paid, even though they had paid money to the hotel to have it set up, the ballroom would not be set up. But they just kept making their confession of faith. And my mom would say, we won't be doing this much longer. We'll find land to buy. We'll draw a building. We'll build that building. We won't be doing this much longer. So in the moment, in the situation, when things look negative, when your back is against the wall, what do you say in that moment? And you've got to discipline yourself not to be negative, not to grumble, not to complain, but to say what the Word says. Say, it will not be like this forever, but I'm going to come out of this situation, whatever it is. You've got to have crazy faith and say what the Word says. They just kept saying what the Word said. They'd show up. Maybe somebody wasn't there to help. They'd show up. The room's not clean. They'd show up. The ballroom not set up. They just kept saying what the word says. And my mom said that she would make her confession. But there were times she felt like she was lying because what she said was contrary to what she was experiencing. But they kept making their good confession of faith. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Say, I believe, and so I'm saved. Say, I believe, and so I'm healthy. I'm whole. I'm strong. Say, I believe, and so I'm victorious. Say, I believe, and so all my needs are met. Say, I believe, and so I have more than enough. But as I said, Satan's a deceiver, and he's a master at getting people to quit or to throw in the towel, or to mess things up right before the harvest comes. But Paul wrote, Galatians 6 and verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So you got to stay with the word and keep saying what the word says. When Satan tempted Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, that's how Jesus responded to Satan's discouragement that's how Jesus responded to Satan's temptation. He said what the Word says. He quoted the Word. And Jesus said in Matthew 4 and verse 4, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So instead of being negative, be positive. Our attitude should be, in any challenge, this is just another opportunity to prove the Word of God is true. This is just another opportunity to say what God says, to see a miracle, to say, to see and to experience God's best. Number four, when suddenly comes, when you consistently say what the word says, sudden blessings will overtake you. When you consistently discipline yourself to say what the word says, sudden blessings will overtake you. When a child learns to walk, they no matter how often they try, no matter how often they, they fall down, you know, and they're little, so when they fall, it's no big deal. 
They, they just keep trying. And that's how you have to be, to keep trying and to not give up, to keep trying and to have a faith that will not be denied. When you consistently say what the word says, sudden blessings will overtake you. You know, Jessica and I, about a month ago, we found out that we would have an unexpected bill, but disciplined ourselves to just say what the word says. I was here on a Sunday, just, just a normal Sunday, and someone handed me something, nearly covered it. Then a week or so later, someone said to me, Austin, we're going to do such and such for you. Take care of it. My God shall supply how many of our needs? All of our needs, according to whose riches? His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. But again, when the doctor gives the negative report, when you find out about this or that, when something unexpected comes in the mail, you have to not say what you fear or dread or you're worried about. You have to discipline yourself to say what the word says. Psalm 27, beginning in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. My head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Why don't we say that? Say, I'm confident. I'm confident. Say, I will see, I will see the goodness of the Lord. So that, that's got to be your confession, your home, your marriage, your family, no matter what's going on. I will see the goodness of the Lord. In your work, your labor, whatever you put your hands to, I will see the goodness of the Lord. And whatever the challenge or difficulty or circumstance is, I will see the goodness of the Lord. No matter what's going on in the news and no matter the cost of this or the cost of that, say, say it again, say, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Say, my, my heavenly Father, he shall provide. And I think what better timing to again deal with taking action and to deal with faith and confession as all this is going on out there in the world. It is the perfect opportunity to discipline our mouths, to say what the word says, and to walk in supernatural provision. Say it again. Say, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Say it again. Say, I will see the goodness of the Lord. So don't say what you fear. Job said, he said, that, that which I feared has come upon me. Don't say what you fear. Say what you want. Say what you desire. 
Say what the Word of God says. Write key scriptures and goals down. Put them all around your house where you'll see them, where you'll be reminded of them. Put them on your doors, your refrigerator, your bathroom mirror. You know, you might just put a giant one on your TV so you sit down to watch your TV. You see, the, you see your faith goals. I'm kidding. You know, don't put duct tape on your TV. But write them down and put them up everywhere. So you and your spouse or your children will be reminded of what you're believing God for. Get everyone in your house saying the same thing. And then speak the word of God. Speak the word to bring it into manifestation. Speak the word of faith to bring it into manifestation. With crazy faith, you can be like David in Psalm 126, beginning in verse 1. We were like them that dream. Now, when, then was our mouth filled with laughter, our tongue was singing. When they said among the heathen, the Lord had done great things. Say, say great things. Great they said among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord had done great things for us. We are glad. Say, say I will see the goodness of the Lord. Say, the Lord is doing great things in my life in my home, in my family, in my health, in my work, in my finances. The days of heaven upon the earth. David, we were like them that dream. But you got to say what the word says. You've got to get into agreement with God and get into agreement with this word. And no matter what's going on out there in the world or the culture, what crazy thing they're doing, you got to say what the word says. And the world may call it crazy, but we are crazy in faith, we're crazy in God, and no matter what's going on in the world, we're experiencing days of heaven on the earth, and like David said, we are like them that dream. Please bow your heads. You might be here today, and perhaps you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God, our Heavenly Father, He, he loves you, and He has a wonderful plan and purpose for your life but it all begins by accepting Jesus Christ, his son, as your Lord and Savior. This world we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll tell you that you can believe whatever you want, that if you're just kind of good enough, that's sufficient, that someday when you die, you'll go to heaven. That's, that's a lie. The Bible says that we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible is clear that every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, we are all in need of a Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he's standing. He's standing at the door of your life. He's knocking. But you have to open the door. You have to ask him to come in. You have to willingly give your life to him. And so you might be here today and say, Austin, I've never done that. But I want to. I need to. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be a part of the family of God. That's you, wherever you're seated, raise your hand. Raise it high so I'll see it and I'll know you want me to pray with. Thank you. Any others you want me to pray with you? Raise your hand so I'll see it and I'll know you want me to pray with you. You might be here today and at a time in your life you prayed a prayer, you walked an aisle, but you know in your heart you've not been living for God. You have been doing your own thing and you have paid the price. The Bible says the mercies of God are new every morning. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful, he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. If you're here today and say, Austin, that's me. Pray with me. I want to recommit my life. I want to make things right with the Lord before I go today. If that's you, raise your hand. So I'll see it and I'll know you want me to pray with you. Thank you. For the sake of those that raised their hands, we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask if you raised your hand, that you grab your Bible, purse, whatever you brought with you, and come up to the front and join me. I'm going to pray with you. And bring what you brought with you. That way you're not worried about it. You're not thinking about your belongings or this or that. No one will think a thing of it. They will be thrilled and rejoicing with you in the change that God is working in your life. And so if you raised your hand for either invitation, boldly come and join me at the front. We're going to pray. And you might be here today and perhaps you didn't raise your hand, but you know in your heart this, this is for you. You need to give your life to Jesus so you can become a part of the family of God or you need to repent of the wrongdoing in your life and recommit your life so that you can leave here today knowing you have peace with God. For the sake of those two precious ladies that raised their hands, we're going to pray. If you raised your hands, repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray along with them. You might be watching online, listening online. This is for you. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of my sins. I give you my life. I believe that Jesus was born on my behalf. I believe that he lived for me without sin. And I believe that he took my sins upon himself and he paid the price I deserve to pay. I believe he suffered and he died on my behalf. And I believe you raised him from the dead. And from this day forward, he will live in me. I ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for welcoming me into your family. Thank you for a new beginning and a fresh start. And I thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. And I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you raised your hand for either invitation, we want to be a blessing to you. After the service out in this area, you can go to guest services. They'll bless you. If you don't have a Bible, they'll bless you with the Bible. You might also have questions about how do I get started in living for God. They have a short book called God's Very Own Child written by my father. It's short, easy to read, but it'll help you get started in living the Christian life. And when I say it's short, if you read it, you probably read it in 45 minutes or an hour, one sitting or read it over several days, but it'll help you get started in living the Christian life. Well, I hope the message was a blessing and encouragement to you. Amen. And this is why we are to encourage one another in the Lord. We fight the fight of faith. We walk from victory to victory. But sometimes there are challenges to be overcome. And Satan, as I said, he's all about talking people into quitting or giving up in those moments. And so at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. But we're also to do, as the Apostle Paul said, we are to encourage one another in the Lord. We're to stand in the gap. There was a battle in the Old Testament where God led Moses to hold his staff above his shoulders, above his head. And as long as he did so, they were winning in battle and they had the victory. 
but the battle kept going on. And, you know, he was older. He was getting tired. It's not like the stuff they make today where it's not real wood. It was real wooden staff. And so the great man of God, he was getting tired. And so they came to help him to hold his hands. And that's what we're to be as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what we're to be as the body of Christ. We're to stand in the gap and we're to encourage one another. And you hear someone being negative, don't be the faith police, but encourage them in the Lord and help them in the Lord and say, no, no, God's going to do great things in your life this year. No, no, God's going to supply. God's going to do miracles. That, that need's going to be met. Provision is going to be made. Plenty will be left over. Amen? So encourage one another in the Lord. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.